Warning, this bonus episode includes spoilers. Listener's discretion is advised. How y'all doing today? I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty fired up. I don't know how I don't know about you, but I'm pretty fired up. How are we all doing today? We're back. High voltage with Double A. I'm your host, Double A. And today I have to admit, out of all the episodes and bonus episodes and mini sods and whatever have you, whatever uh, medium that I'm talking to, this is probably my hottest take. And I'm more than happy to share with you. I'm very passionate about this take uh, because obviously. You guys know I love movies. Uh, you guys know I love lists, um, comparing things, you know, and and Christopher Nolan. So there's no, there's no better result out of all those things than Memento, right? Now I've always shared with you my top two hundred greatest movies of all time. Uh, Memento was at number one. I recently went back and saw it a second time. To which, if you know from another episode, I go through how I do that, um, specifically with Memento, but usually with uh, with movies in general, my ending theory, where if you see the ending first and then we watch it, a lot of things stick out because uh, the plot sets up, the, uh, the, the beginning and middle of the plot sets up the ending. But with Memento, and I'm going to get into, if you guys haven't checked that out, or if you know how... Uh, I did it with Memento. Then I'm just explaining it more because the the biggest thing, and this is what the whole episode is going to be about. So think about think about this before I get into it. Everything I'm going to talk about is to support my argument. Okay, it is not that I'm trying to persuade you or convince you. I guess convincing is a better word to use than persuade. Per- persuade is more like you're trying to egg them on, trying to influence them. Those have negative connotations, right? I'm. Uh, it's not only. Uh, point is i'm not trying to convince you the point is is that i really feel passionate about this and i really want this to sound logical not only to give you guys a chance to uh, to uh to think about it and then also you know potentially watch it or put it at your number one but also just to put respect on memento i really do mean that a lot of people do not respect Chris Rinaldi, he, he has not won any Globes or Oscars. You know, and they actually might be the same thing. I always get the two confused. Either way, he does not have a pristine award to which that's on them. Like I, I really because of uh because of that and also a few other cases I can make that people even get nominated. I really do not respect um you know the Golden Globes and and the Oscar whoever are judging it um because I do really think Nolan does deserve something. But also at the same time, you know, again, a lot of people have not heard of Memento. It was in 2000. I'm not sure if a lot of things came out that year or a lot of things were happening. It, it technically was near 9-11, but still, the point is, is that uh, you just don't hear it today. And maybe it's because it didn't age well. I don't know. I don't know how exactly how to evaluate that. But either way, let's get into what I'm talking about, which is why I think Memento is the greatest movie of all time and why it's always going to be my greatest movies of all time. It's just going to stay that way. And here's here and here's mainly the uh, the my my whole argument. This episode is just my whole argument laying out for you. Not only so you guys can bask it in, but then to understand this is really why I love Momento and why you guys should at least respect it. So the first thing 
is that let me let me actually explain this. So the first thing I want to get into is how Memento is structured, right? Because no movie does it like Memento. You could you could argue Pulp Fiction does. The only thing is that they have it out of order, you know. So like the first scene of Pulp Fiction, for example, let, let, is the the second part of the movie. There's three separate parts of the movie. Um, if I, 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 I'm just, I'm just making this, making this up. I'm probably not correct in the ordering. I think there might even be six mini parts, actually. But either way, there's three big parts. The, let's say the beginning is in the middle, so it's the second part. Uh, the be, uh, the middle is at the end, and the end, so the third part is in the beginning. So you have a movie ha- that has three parts, and you scramble them out of order. Memento does not work like that. It is, it's in a order. <laughs> let's let's just say that Momento is in. It's not chronological. I know that, but it is in an order. So let me just explain it this way. So I have three scenes here. Okay, the first scene, and I'm doing this alphabetically because there is. A, so I'm trying to number the scenes, and then I'm lettering how the scene goes. Okay, because scenes you technically could have a scene go backwards, and the scenes here, they they, it's just pretty confusing. So just hear me out here. So the beginning of Memento, the first scene of Memento, and is it, 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 let's it goes from C to D. Just remember that it goes from C to D. Now the second scene of Memento goes from B to C. Okay, and then the last scene goes from A to be so and it, and it keeps going like that right now I, I should have started way of the, the the last part of the alphabet but the point here is that memento is going backwards they're going from d in in this sequence that i have a d to a and they're doing it in an order that kind of makes sense it's it's it, it's going backwards it's not going forwards okay so a, a typical movie goes from a to d but what Momento does, it, it goes backwards D to A, and they do it in, in such a weird way. So remember, the first scene that I have here is C to D. So that's all chronological. Nothing about that first scene is backwards. It's just the la- it's the the last scene. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be the last scene of the movie if it was chronological. They just so happen to put it first, and then the second to last scene in the movie, they put it second. Follows the follows that up sort of he try to lead you into the beginning of the first scene so again let's let's go let's go let's go back for the moment and 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 trust me just bear with me here it's it's going to be pretty confusing explain this stuff like i'm going to bring up the beginning of the movie uh the beginning of the story just bear and i am i actually might as well explain that right now so the beginning of memento the first minute Momento. I'm trying to I'm trying to like bullet mark this, okay? The beginning of the movie. Let's say at the first minute of the movie is the last scene of the story, the last part of the story, okay? Now, the la- the last minute of the movie is the first scene of the story. So the story is backwards. The movie obviously still goes chronological from zero zero to two hours and two minutes. I, I don't know exactly what it is. So that's where it, it no one really tries to make this like a puzzle. 
and I actually, I, and that's actually one reason why I do uh, love uh, love uh, move, uh, movies and, and this one. I do love puzzles. This one's not that particular uh, to understand, uh, uh, particularly hard to understand, but it is hard to, to explain. Like, already I'm talking about this for like three, four minutes about just one thing, you know, just how it's structured. But but again, so you have the uh, so you have one scene of the movie. The next scene starts at the scene prior to that, and t- basically telling us how it led us to the first part of the scene that we just watched. And I hope that you understand this. I really don't want to repeat myself. I, <laughs> and hopefully you're laughing all along with me because it it is really difficult to explain and if you're if you want to try it sure get in my shoes and try to explain to someone how the structure of memento goes because it is not at all simple okay so again the second scene of my sequence so we go from c to d b to c a to b the second scene b is is basically getting to c which then helps us explain how we got to c but we, but we always, but we saw that, right? It's the first scene, like it's, it's, it's basically like this. So we go about watching the first scene, C to D. Okay, we don't know how they got there. The first minute of that scene, we don't know how they got there, but we're just watching it, right? The next scene, again, we don't know how they got there, but let's, let's, let's. Uh, but the movie's giving us no choice. This is the order in which they give us. Another thing that I love too, how you narrate a movie and how in which you tell it, we have no choice but to, to go with them, right? So uh, so B, we have no idea how they got there. We don't know A yet. Now we have to go all the way to C. Okay, wait, that's how. Okay, now now we know C. Then we connected to the C when we were watching in the first scene. Now it connects. Now we do we kind of don't know D because we also don't know E. And now them, D might be D is the end. For my sequence, but again, you know, let's say this is the middle of the movie, right? Like, and there's many more letters, um, and this is just just for show. This is just for example. But we don't know E, right? But well, actually, was a well, if we're going backwards, then we know E, to which then eventually we explain D, and then like I just said, now we know C. It's all intertwined. But then we watch the next scene, A to B, and then of course now we see B. We don't know uh, about A just yet. Because it, it might be from zero to A, for all I know. But now we know B, right? So it takes two scenes to understand one thing. Again, the second and the third scene, B to C, and then A to B. We know the only things that we know about those two scenes is is B. They it, it connects through the last thing of the second scene and the first scene of uh, the the first part of the first scene. And I, and I and I wish I could make it easier, but that's really the way to explain Memento. And please do check it out on um, the movie if you haven't. One I uh, on IMDb it's in the top hundred, uh, rated I think an eight point four out of a hundred. It would make your life a whole lot easier to go and see what the what the heck I'm talking about because it is really hard to explain a few words. I've seen it twice. Um, Okay, so that's actually I might as well bring that up too, uh, but yes, please go check it out. You definitely understand what the hell I'm talking about, and uh, and it would make my life easier for you to understand what I'm talking about 
rather than thinking that, okay, I'm trying to make this as simple as possible to someone who has absolutely no idea. It's really difficult. Try to try to be in my shoes. And maybe uh, and if I hear, if you tell it to me, I might say, okay, you know, I should have used your words. But either way, let me, in a full circle kind of way, get into back uh, get back into why I'm talking about this it's because I watched it in a different way so that's the way in which memento is presented to us right C to D um, B to C A to B that's the way it's presented to us but the way in which I watched it the second time which you remember by my ending theory is that I watched the ending first okay and then I watched the beginning and then I go back and rewatch the entire movie up into the ending. So then, you know, a lot of things click, right? Like, there's a lot, of, like, if it was an explosive ending, I'm kind of thinking, I'm looking for clues. I'm looking for for things that might stick out in the background, you know. But with Momento, that was not possible, okay? With Momento, because, because of the way in which it was presented, I'm like, What's a what's the what's another way I can watch this movie? Because my ending theory is not, doesn't apply here. So the way in which I watched it was it's the movie that's presented to us as is is the end of the of a story. All movies are a story, so just bear with me. The movie that that Memento is is uh, goes from the end to the beginning. Okay, but the story, but but a story always goes beginning middle and end a story is always chronological a movie can twist that like i mentioned with pulp fiction earlier it goes from what the middle to beginning to end or maybe the end beginning to middle you can you can scramble that all you want well Menno did it in this way and of course again like i said it's very difficult to lay it all out for you but the way in which i saw memento this my second time, which blew me away, and I'll tell you why in a moment, is I watched it from the end of the movie to the beginning of the movie, which, if you go back into the story, is the beginning of the story to the end of the story. So, yes, I did have to go into, uh, uh, go into the first scene, watch that scene, find the beginning of the next scene, watch that scene, and then do it all over again until I got to the end of the movie. So yes, it was very complex at first, and then I started to get the the hang of it. But the, it was very much you know deli- uh, a delicate kind of thing where you're really like looking for. Um, okay, wait. I so I just saw what happened here. I'm looking for this. I'm looking. Uh, I'm looking for that. And. Okay, wait. Uh, uh, okay, now I'm on the next scene here. I basically had a, 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 a typical movie, a regular movie goes chronologically, like goes linear, you know, whatever. Like every, like think about think about Outlaws. You know, we just keep moving forward, right? I literally had to do that. I had to go all through that, clicking on this time, uh, this time, uh, this uh, this timestamp or that timestamp. And, and like trying to like figure out which is which, you know, and then going about watching it and then doing the same thing again. I literally had to do that just to see the movie move forward, to move linearly, to move chronologically. That I have to admit, first of all, I very much respect. I love being different and I and I love like uh, having a challenge and, and that is a challenge. You know, it's 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 definitely very much telling movie people, uh, telling movie people of all kinds. How's that for you? 
you know, and I very much do respect that. So yes, that is another reason why I do love Bumero. But again, I'm not here to explain my uh, my affiliation, my affection for it. I I'm I'm trying to tell you uh, why I think it's number one, why it's always going to be my number one. So the first thing here is uh, so uh, like I said, I watched it originally a year later. I go back and rewatch it in a different way. So the way in which I again, if you're confused by all that, I already told you my sequence one two three C to D B to C A A to B. The way in which I viewed it the second time is three two one instead of one two three. So again, the the sequence of uh, of letters I just gave were one two three, right? With one B C to D, and then the pairs of letters going with the corresponding number. The way in which I did it the second time. And again, just try to make your life easier. I know I have everything in front of me. Unfortunately, you have to visualize it. Is I watched it three, two, one. So again, you have the story being the letters and the movie being the numbers. So I had to watch the movie backwards to watch the story go forward. And yes, it is very difficult to, to pull off. But at the same time... Um, that's the way it's got to be sometimes for a movie that uh, that I very much do love and, and respect. And, and and definitely, again, you know, you, there's not a, a movie ever like it. So, yes, that is my first. So, so going about this whole thing for the past, like, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, that's one of the reasons why it's one of the greatest movies of all time. Because you don't ever see a movie just as simple as we take the order in which the details or the story is brought to us, I literally have been talking about it for 15 minutes, right? It's almost like its own thing. And the fact that it's difficult to pull off, the fact that no movie's ever done it, and the fact that it's actually not that complex, it's just very difficult to explain, then I really do think no movie's ever going to replicate it like that ever again, to which, you know, if that's the case, it's got to be one of the greatest, if not the greatest of all time. So so again, think about what I've been saying here. It's difficult to explain, but also it's it's very much it, it's it's beautiful in in an art form. The fact the fact that take something we take we take that for granted, right? The fact that we have a story goes from A, B to C, but then Nolan scrambles it up going backwards. But the way in which he does it is uh, a little it's it's compl- it's complicated but but still done in a way that one he executed it two did it uh, did so flawlessly and then three was uh, it was able to be broken down uh and and able for some people to understand it and ex- and explain um like I'm doing right now no movie again has ever done that and I don't think everyone I don't think any movies dared to do it up to this point, and now you know anyone could do it, following Memento's inspiration. But at the same time, the Memento's the first one to do it, and so far the only movie to do it like this. Again, Pope and and, and pe- people, you know, you have movies that are a bit out of order. Uh, another another movie example that's out of order is Internal Sunshine of uh, the Eternal Mind. You know, like you could jumble plot points of a movie, jumble it around. You could do that all you want but again uh, but they did it completely backwards completely backwards so it's not necessarily out of order it's just it's just not in chronological you know a b c d 
it's it's DCBA, you know. And again, like I said, no, uh, Nolan's the only one, and I and also his brother had a, uh, also a lot to to do with it. Um, Jonathan, you just have to give them props. You really do. And maybe and maybe I value the art of uh, telling a story. Now you might say, how does that have to do with narration? Right. Well, I'm going to get into that because it definitely does tell you two different stories. The way in which the movie is, the way in which you watch it originally, compared to the movie that I saw, the the way that uh, you know you see the movie um, chronologically, but you see it uh, you see the movie backwards though instead of seeing the story backwards. So I might, I might as well get into that. There's just so much. I, I, and I, I'm telling you, man, if you don't appreciate movies, this is, this is not for you. Because again, like I said, this is, this is definitely um, just a, a philosophical way and almost an analytical way like to evaluate a movie and also evaluate their greatness. So the first thing is that Leonard is the protagonist and the antagonist. What movie... I, I I can't think of one. I'm not. I don't think you can think of one that has someone being the hero and the villain. You know, and Leonard is exactly exactly that. So think about it like this: Momento with the original way that it is, with the beginning of the movie is at the end of the story, and you go and you go forward with that. You go all the way to the beginning. He's the vocal point of the movie. He is trying to look for the killer. And you think that, you know, that he's got it. But the problem is that, so he kills uh, the, the, the John G, who we thought was a bad guy. The thing is, though, when you see it in the other way, you see the beginning of the story first. You see him killing the uh, the other guy, right? Um, you see him killing the uh, the girl who the woman that he eventually gets to know her boyfriend. He kills him at the end of the movie, but that's be, that's the beginning of the story. So you see him doing that. You also see him talking to John G, and and a lot gets uh, gets said. So he says. That Leonard is is uh, Sammy Jenkins, right? Actually, you know what? So, w- w- let's 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 just start with the fact that he, the antagonist, he seems to be killing all these John G's. I'm going to get to the Sammy Jenkins thing. It's a little bit not where I, I want to be right now. And yes, I, I try to be as organized as possible when talking about these things, and it, it can get very complicated very quickly. So he is a serial killer, and you can tell you can, you can't tell in the, in the way in which Romano presents it because he's doing it for his wife. You know he loves her. Uh, he's revengeful. You know, and we realize that John uh, the 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 friend that he's always around this John G that he's always around the the, the cop he he's a bad guy. You know, so we're like, okay, yeah, it's just why he killed him in the first part of the movie, and then he sees this real, uh, he sees, uh, he sees uh, this John G. We're like, oh yeah, no, okay, that's justified too. But then when you see it the other way, he kills a John G. Like, okay, all right, you know, let's see where this goes. He talks to his friend, the cop, and he's like, are you just gonna 
keep doing this, <laughs> you know. So let's 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 get more into that. Um, so the ending and the beginning are the same. A John a, a John G is killed by Leonard. So the movie can imply with this that this is a cycle, and it's bound to continue. So whichever way you see it, whether it's his friend John G getting killed or the John G that he doesn't know, but it's affiliated with the woman that he now uh, that he kind of knows natalie and the, the and you know it, it kind of gets tied tied up so kinda, he kind of does know him through her but never put a face to it but still someone got k- killed they would happen to name john g it was by leonard stewing i really do think that this is a cycle and yes this is bound to continue because of what, okay, so the guy's name is, I kept saying, oh, John G, John G, Teddy, I, I totally for, I forgot, because, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm, I explained so much at the beginning about the sequence, and now I'm on to Leonard being the serial killer, to which, again, you don't think of him like that, because we do love him, you know, like, we do really feel bad about the situation that he's in, and, and the fact that, you know, he has memory loss, short-term and he, he just wants to get revenge because the police couldn't find the guy. But the thing is, though, you know, Teddy is trying to, to help him out and was hoping, you know, that that uh, that he that they would get the guy that Leonard would finally see the day. The problem is, is that, you know, he that how could he possibly remember it? And that's a and that's a point that I did not realize. So he is the guy that really made this that opened my eyes when I was seeing the movie the second time and watch it the opposite way he has he's actually a good guy Teddy is actually a good guy so again the original just see it normally he's not if you see it the opposite way he is that's a really uh, and, and and also again Leonard's a, uh, Leonard's a serial killer uh, if you see it the opposite way versus him being the uh, well he is the vocal point so no matter what you can't take that away from but that make uh, but that makes him the, the antagonist and the protagonist but the fact that the movie it, the movie the uh, if you see it normally covers up him being a serial killer i really do think is the difference but the but the fact and maybe it's the order of things right the, the fact that he was looking for te- uh, for teddy in uh the 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 first movie right he he was like okay you know i i got to i got to find this guy you know i think it's him i can't trust him whatever in the fir- in the opposite way it may seem like he wants to get specifically this this guy and there's a difference the difference is that he intentionally knew what he was doing if you watch the opposite way versus like i just I just want to. I want to get this guy. I don't know who it is, but I, I, want, I want to want to nail this guy. He he he's done a lot of wrong. So let me go. Let me go through with it. And it really does all evolve around Teddy. And and I know it's very weird to go around a character who's just a supporting actor, uh, supporting character. But still, it really it just it just hear me out here. It really does say a lot. And and again, think about think about what this whole episode's about. I'm trying to make my argument. As to why this is the greatest movie of all time, to which it, when I say greatest movie, it really just means it it, it stands out above the rest in, a, in an exceptional 
matter, right? This is essential. Oh, I can't even talk right now. In such a, a, a way that's above and beyond anyone's doing and, and what you think anyone will do. Right, because again, I think it's always going to be the greatest movie of all time. So, so I'm about to talk about Teddy. Just think about that point. I mean, the whole motive is trying to garner respect and think about, you know, its greatness. So, yes, he is actually a good guy. Compared to if you just watch it normally, you, you had a lot of questions about him. So he, he told him in the, in the second or third scene after... Um, he killed a, a John G, Natalie's boyfriend, that John G. So again, I'm going the opposite way because this is the way that I watched it the second time. He, he, he said, Leonard, what, 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 what are you doing? You, you know, like, we, we already caught this guy. I'm like, what, what, what are you talking about? You know, like, and all right, it just, just hear me, just hear me here. He told him, and this kind of stuff goes by over your head real quickly because in the normal way they made it seem like whatever teddy says he's just trying to cover his own butt like this guy is very manipulative you don't trust him they made him seem to be the bad guy and therefore you don't give him the benefit of the doubt right but when you see the movie when you see him uh the movie the opposite way and you and you're just starting in the beginning right you, you whether i know i thought teddy was still going to be a bad guy but the timing is different. Everything is thrown up to the wall. See whatever sticks, right? The timing really mattered here because the credibility at least was still there for Teddy to get. And there he got. So he, And he told Leonard this, that, he, that the memories are what you want them to be. And he, it's just so, so, so unbelievable how I did not think about that. He has short-term memory loss. Basically, the last thing he remembers is his wife dying and also getting hit in the head because his home was burglarized. Uh, and, and then, of course, you know, just a chaos happened after that. But, at the, but again, it's all about Leonard, his short-term memory, and, and what he thinks of, um, of his... Uh, like, what's going on right and it's it's something i cannot believe i didn't think of and i'm still like i'm stuttering right now because it's something i should have picked up on and and, and you're like well didn't you figure this out when you watched the second time yes I, I did but now talking about it with with you with everybody it, it just makes me a little bit more naked a little bit more you know like ashamed because leonard is not credible and I really took him to be the first time around. And going into the second time, I thought, okay, and now everything's on back on the table. You know, let's see what happens. And I'm like, when he said that, just everything started to click for me. And I just couldn't believe, I just couldn't believe that, that yes, Leonard is believing any anything uh, that, you know, that he wants to believe. And you're talking about a guy who's not credible because of the short-term memory, but also because he's not biased, right? He, he wants revenge right he's obviously having a certain purpose he's obviously not going to be ever satisfied with it because you know is he really going to remember what he did so it's kind of, it's kind of like what am i doing here when i when i and i just couldn't believe when i saw that so 
let me let me keep let me keep going here. I don't want to keep like saying the same the same thing. He was posed as the bad guy in the first scene of the uh, of the original, the normal way to watch Momento. And I and I've said that before, and I probably said this now like three or four times. But I I'm start, I remember now it's because the Leonard had a note saying that he was the guy and the the license plate that he got matched to which that's only because in the first not the first scene after they left the where uh, the, when they were about to leave the warehouse maybe the fourth or fifth scene when you go in the opposite direction he copied that down because he just didn't agree what Teddy told him right that the memories what you made it to be that uh that that he killed the real John G a year ago that he told me it was Sammy Jenkins you know and again I'm gonna get into that it really it, 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 there's a bigger point to make about all those things but Leonard just did not like it and he said and, and he told him like yeah I'm also a John G my my grandmother and, and, and everybody after that just started calling me Teddy like oh you're a real John G you might be my real John G so he obviously knew what he was doing and that's an evil mindset to have so yes I do uh, he intentionally made this a story all about just trying to get Teddy, all just to get this John G, right? Like he was, I think he wanted all John G's to be killed. And that is the mind. Now, I know a serial killer just wants to kill, I guess, anyone in sight, I guess. But in this case, we, we, let, me, let me say that again. I think he just wanted to kill all John G's. All John G's. That is the product or byproduct of a serial killer. So, yes, he is the protagonist. We do feel bad for him. He obviously has a good purpose in mind. You could say he's doing it the wrong way. You you shouldn't just kill anyone just because um, someone you love got killed or, you know, you got badly hurt. You know, like, I'm a pacifist. I'll, I'll, still, I'll think there's other ways to go about it. But not, okay, so not only does he want to kill, but he wants to kill basically all these John G's, you know. Uh, and he's And you might say, oh, what about the... John G. Well, that's what he's trying to do. But also remember what I told you that he told him, Teddy, to Leonard, that how can he possibly remember it? Because he has a short term memory. He does it, you know, uh, and Leonard uh, and Leonard was smiling. He, Teddy actually took a picture of Leonard because Leonard goes about um, remembering it with his short term memory, goes about these ways of remembering stuff, whether it's a tattoo, whether it's a note, but he likes to take pictures. And Teddy took a picture of him smiling. He really thought, Teddy really thought he was going to remember killing the real John G, which I, which I already told you was a year ago from, um, from the time in which the movie was taking place. But he didn't. He still went about um, like, you know, collecting information, trying to get uh, a John G. And, he, and this is just basically, like I said, a cycle and bound to continue. So that, that, that's a serial killer's mindset. You kill someone, you got to do it again. And you do it, you gotta do it again. You almost have a short, a, a serial killer almost has a short term memory, in a way. So that's so that's the, that's the I, I so I kind of already finished talking about that point. But yes, another reason why I think Momento is one of the greatest of all time is because you don't ever see a protagonist and an antagonist, but you don't see someone that you love so much and you highly respect be a serial killer at the same time, you know, because obviously we don't like, and we, of course we think those people are disgusting and, you know, like they're just evil. But Leonard is just so just, just it, it, it's, 
it's there's there's many layers to it when it comes to Leonard. But yes, the third thing is that that we have this guy basically giving us all these clues here about Leonard, what's really going on, and we discredit him from watching uh, the movie the, uh, the the first time. That and that's Teddy. So let me go. Let me go on about uh, about you know the other things that he uh, told him and other things that he went about going in the other movie. You know, and just to 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 bog- uh, to, uh, to bogle your mind a little bit. So he said that Natalie was manipulative, and, the, and so this doesn't have to do anything at the warehouse. And there's still a lot of good juicy stuff of, about what they talked about in the warehouse. But he did tell Leonard that she is manipulative and try try to get something out of him to her advantage, and she did. She got um she got Leonard. She he didn't kill him, but he got the drug dealer, the one that was chasing Natalie's boyfriend, who Leonard had no uh, totally forgot because he has short term memory loss. He killed him at the warehouse. That he was trying to get the drug deal off her back, and and he did. He. She told him something false, you know. Oh, she um, she got hit by him, which actually was Leonard. But still, she used Leonard to get the drug deal off her back. And now, sure, she did uh, do Leonard a favor to uh, by giving him the license plate. But still, she did definitely use him uh, to her advantage. Something that Teddy did bring in mind. Because I actually thought she was a, I, th- I thought she was a fine person, you know, a good person. But yeah, she. But she, but when I saw the scene. Where Leonard hits her, she goes outside, goes in the car, waits a few minutes, then comes back in. I'm like, that's manipulative. And Teddy, I did not connect the two at the time. But yeah, seeing that again in going forward from going the beginning to the end of the story, which you had to watch the movie the opposite way, totally clicked with me that Teddy had, uh, that Teddy told him and Leonard didn't listen and he was right. Teddy was right. So I can't believe I didn't realize that the first time. So yes, also again, like I said, he it, it, Teddy helped kill John G. He was on the case with him, and I guess maybe the only reason, uh, and 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 this is also another thing. So he helped him kill John G. And he, I guess, he just stuck by him the whole time. You know, I guess he was hoping that he would someday remember that. Uh, you know, maybe he was trying to keep him in check, or you know, help him like uh, like get to I, I guess a better place i don't know and i and maybe he actually teddy was considered leonard to be a real fun of his but still i actually my idea was that teddy was the real john g and my only flaw in that argument was that why did he not leave that area right like he should have fled why would you be near the guy that's trying to kill what you did right trying to basically kill you and it's it, that was that's a big flaw I like usually the, the 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 culprit leaves the scene because you know the police in the area are going to look you know you're going to make their lives harder if you if you don't stay. So the fact that he stayed, I thought he was trying to manipulate Leonard and trying to mislead him. So basically, you have a game of like rat and, and the cat and mouse because you're dealing with someone with short memories. You could give them any information, and Leonard I thought was doing a good job by saying like, oh, he is someone who you can't trust. Right, because again, I the movie made me believe that John uh, that Teddy was the real John G, and he was the guy that he sh- that Leonard should have been going after. But at the same time, again, I totally disregarded the end of the movie, which is the beginning of the story, 
was that that he had a picture of Leonard smiling, and that did and, and that really got to me too because if you see throughout the movie, he doesn't really smile, you know, and that's just and that's also also the mind of someone who's an antagonist, of someone who's a serial killer, that you have someone that's just cold on the inside, cold also on the outside, and he's cold on the inside because of what he's been through, but also cold on the outside because of what he's trying to do, um, and dealing with his. Uh, condition so it, the, the, that's that clicked with me too and the fact that he had that piece of evidence with him and he took the picture clearly told me that he was beside him the whole time that he really was on the case with him and he truly was happy to see leonard smiling because he doesn't really smile and i think about it like oh wait did leonard really smile throughout the movie no he, he didn't i mean of course why would he but I would think the one time he would smile is that he actually got the guy. And Teddy capturing that moment told me that, you know, his intentions were right. And I, I again, I totally disregarded the scene because I, I just disregarded everything that he said. The fact that the movie made me think he was the real bad guy by the, by the way in which they, that they had it backwards, making me think that, uh, that, yeah, Leonard got the real guy. But because the beginning... Of the story happened at the end, I was it was too late because again the beginning of the movie was Leonard trying to to say maybe you're my real John G like he said that with conviction he said that like yeah I, 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 why not maybe I should kill you next you know because you're another John G you like I said you really do have to watch it for yourself but again it, there's just so many things that's boggling my mind boggling your mind probably and just a lot of things that basically just makes you think twice and that's that's something i love about movies and specifically about a movie um like this or a movie uh, that's out there you know you have a movie that that uh that gets you think uh, thinking you know like oh my god i was totally wrong i was duped i was fooled you don't usually have movies like that and again, you don't have movies that go backwards. It, it just this whole thing stands out to me. It just stands out above the rest. And it, I, I really, I was, I was wrong basically about everything except maybe a few things. You know, like something that you take for granted. Like they spoon feed the information. Sure, you know there could be things that develop. There could be things that uh, that change. Like someone could change their mind. Someone you know could have. Uh, could have just lied or you know like whatever the case may be but the story was clear and cut right there wasn't it wasn't that hard of a story to uh tell us but the way in which they told us it like again Pulp Fiction you have a story that you know just it's jumbled up but with Menno it tells it backwards it tells a completely different story and you know me I love storytelling I love that they did it in the way that they did because it told you have one story it's told it's told in one way but really you have two different stories because the way that they chose to tell us is backwards and of course you're now you're curious if the if the story was just told chronologically that tells a different story because the end of the end of the story is okay teddy is john g right like leonard's convinced and because you're following Leonard, you're, he's a good guy. You're convinced. You know, you put that in the beginning, and you're thinking that like, oh wait, okay, yeah, he's got the guy. And you take everything else for granted. 
that's that you haven't even seen yet. But the fact that they put that first, they put that on our site, they, it obviously appealed to us. So the next thing I want to get into, um, something that, uh, something that uh, Teddy also said was that uh, Jimmy was a drug dealer. So just like he said Natalie was manipulative, and he was proven true about that. He was also proven true about Jimmy. Um, so again, just I'm trying to build up Teddy's reliability because the movie just damaged it and threw it out the window down the toilet. And in this, in the way in which I watched it, it, it Teddy, it, it, you have a blank slate in the beginning of every movie, right? In the way in which Momento was presented. He didn't have an opportunity to present his taste because we were convinced that Leonard got the right guy. We didn't know who Leonard was. We didn't know about his condition. But in watching the movie the, the second time, the way in which I did, and knowing Leonard, and also knowing Teddy, but Teddy, you know, had a chance to, to speak and say his, his piece, uh, say, you know, whatever he wanted to say, I, 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 treated, I treated him in a different way. And yes, he was right about Natalie. He was right about Leonard in the fact that, you know, like he would forget about any John G he killed, even the one he d- he killed for real, the real John G. And he said, you're going to keep killing all the all the John G's until there is none, you know, because um, because how he, with his condition, whether it's real, uh, the real John G or not the real John, he's just going to keep convincing himself, you know, he's going to keep writing up his little notes you know, like, uh, he, he, he's not ever going to be convinced because how can you possibly remember it? You know, you think that you did, you did something, right? How can you, how can you remember you did it if you have a short-term memory loss? And it's a very rare condition, don't get me wrong, but still, like, the, the last thing he remembers is his, is his wife. So how can he possibly kill someone? And I, I can't believe he'd even think about this himself. If, if the last thing he remembers is something that happened, you know, a while ago, then how is he, how is he going to remember the one thing he's trying to do? Like, he should have realized that what, that is a consequence to this revenge tour, right? That if he wants to kill, and now also I guess that's, you know, uh, the double-edged sword here. The last thing he remembers is his wife dying, so obviously he feels vengeful, but then he's never going to remember having the taste of, of of that accomplishment then it's kind of like it, he's it, it's um, it, it's just a really unfortunate tale of uh, of Leonard and he's and that's also why like I said he's a serial killer because uh, he's never going to have that sweet taste of, uh, of, of of like doing it for his wife and feeling like okay justice has been served because he's not ever going to have a long-term memory again so he was right about that. And then Jimmy being a drug dealer, uh, he they were, Leonard was literally chasing someone, uh, was being chased by someone who's looking for Jimmy. So yeah, after he died, that all was proven true. Again, right of Teddy to say. So another thing, again proving his uh, his his credibility, and this one's a little bit murky. I will say I will say that. But he did say that Leonard is Sammy Jenkins, which, if you look at it at the surface, if you don't remember who Sammy Jenkins is, it's basically someone with the same case, you know, short-term memory loss, and um, and and someone you know had to be put away, at least in Leonard's view, 
right? So basically, we're talking about an older version of, of Leonard. And he said that, you know, okay, you're Sammy Jenkins. The real Sammy Jenkins was a con, right? So here's here, and he was exposed because he and the and the way in which he proved himself. Yeah, so the real Sammy Jenkins is someone that was in Leonard's mind. He was an insurance agent, you know, and that was in black and white. The past, well, actually, not the past, the present was in the it was in black and white, uh, and that's also something I kind of loved about Momenta too. You think about the past being in black and white the present was and he was talking to someone on the phone in his hotel his hotel room and the and the present uh, uh the the past was um you know in color so they flip-flopped it something you, you don't tend to see often um maybe maybe you you see it here and there but again not often he said that the real sammy jenkins was a con and he was exposed sammy did not have a wife in leonard's view where he was going back to the memory of Sammy Jenkins. Yes, he did. And Sammy Jenkins, with the same memory condition, accidentally killed his wife, and his and his wife died knowingly. She is because she was testing him. Uh, she had she had diabetes, had to had to get a shot, and she, and she asked Sammy to to administer it. So he gave her the shot, and she would switch up the clock the clock. As Sammy, it's 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 my, it's my shot. With the short-term memory loss, he would go up and do it again, not remembering that he just did it a few moments ago. And then she did it for a third time, and she died of an overdose because she was testing him. Like he's got to remember, you know. It, it it was it's only been like two or three minutes. He got up off the chair. He got back down. All I had to do was just change my clock, and he and, and because he would look at her clock. And he got up all three times when he's only supposed to do it once. So he accidentally killed her, and she knew if he failed it, she she would die, and that she did. So if he if he didn't have a wife, and Leonard was thinking that he did, did he is it was this the way to say did did Leonard actually kill his wife? Now that may seem preposterous. Okay, I put my my hands up, right? But that really does beg the question, though, doesn't it? If Sammy doesn't have a wife in real life, to which again he's saying that he's kind of was ex- exposed, and Leonard was thinking it was fishy at first, but but if 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 Leonard is really Sammy Jenkins, and he was imagining the Sammy Jenkins that uh, having a wife, and that in that version he accidentally killed her. Did, did Leonard kill his wife? It just makes me beg the question. So again, this has nothing to do, what the beg and the question has nothing to do with Teddy. It more so has to do a lot with with Leonard and his credibility. Um, because the next point I have is that Teddy is way more reliable than Leonard is. But le- but let me just say this: uh, Leonard did not kill his wife obviously you have the the last memory that he has in which i would think that's the most credible thing going for him is his long-term memory is the fact that you know his wife is dying on uh the 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 floor of their of their bathroom he saw that so yes i would definitely think that's not his doing but at the at this at the same time we also know that uh yeah and i and i would think he would imagine uh the whole thing playing out like that's also part of his long-term memory but that makes me beg the question, 
about you know his vision of Sammy Jenkins and this vision of his wife because I obviously trust Teddy now. Okay, Sammy Jenkins did not have a wife. He was just playing the role. I don't know exactly what the motive was. Uh, and yes, he was obviously exposed for it. But if he didn't actually have a wife, then why did Leonard picture it as such? Was Is it just a way to throw us off, right? And Momento definitely does throw us off in a lot of ways. I do really think, uh, and, and I will say this too, because I've been talking about it for a few minutes now. I do really think that bringing Sammy Jenkins up is a distraction from the story, like if you go, if I if I went uh, the way in which I did it when I when I did it the opposite way, viewing the movie beginning to to end and not end to beginning, when I was going about the opposite way, I didn't I just I did not care about um, Leonard talking on the phone or ta- or, or thinking about Sam and Jake. I just blew by that. I was focused solely on the story, and Sam and Jake's was not part of the story. So take that as you may. I think Memento by going in present day in that black and white in the midst of the story was a way to try to distract us in the fact that, you know, the story was going backwards and trying to get us to go along um, with their program of, okay, what you just saw was um, was uh, was was B, right? Well, I'm going to, uh, so going from, um, uh, excuse me, was C, so you went from B to C. What you just saw was C. Okay, we're going to distract you. Okay, now we're going to start a different scene with A. And you're like, how the, how did we get here? You know. And then you, you go to B, uh, A to B. Like, oh wait, that just connected with the first part of the la- of the previous scene I saw. Oh okay. I, I I really do think it was a way to, uh, to get us, like, to clear our minds before starting the next scene. But that's just me. But again, Sammy Jacobs was brought up. The present day was brought up. I have to bring it up. And I do really think that... Uh, if, I think it just throws a wrench into this whole conversation. I do really think that... Uh, like, again, the fact that I'm asking, did he really kill his wife? Like, Sammy Jacobs, in Leonard's view, killed his life accidentally. It, it just... It, it bars the whole argument. But it makes me make the question now. It really was. Like, I, I, do, I, I do really want to ask Christopher Nolan if I ever do meet him. What is the whole point of Sammy Jenkins, right? Like, what what did that accomplish? Because I honestly, I still, I still don't know. But I will definitely say it is a great incorporation because, again, it, it it is bringing more and more confusion about a story that's actually rather simple. It's a simple plot. You know, you're talking about a guy that wants revenge, and he killed two people beginning in the, in, in the, at the end. He got a little bit confused in the middle with with Natalie and his affiliation. Right and running away from from Teddy and you know uh, trying to deal with all these uh, these clues that he was getting you know it's it's a rather simple plot but made it way more complex because of the way in which they decided to tell it and the the uh, dealing with Sammy which is his vision of Sammy and also dealing with the president him talking on the phone with someone who we don't know he's who he's on the phone with I, at least I forget who it is like I said I blew by that part. So we have a, a, a story that's uh, that's linear but backwards, and then we have present day wrenching in between. It's all pretty perplexing. And Nolan, of course, has a purpose of uh, doing uh, of doing uh, of like why, there's a reason why Nolan's doing it. I don't know what it is. Uh, you have to give a whole lot of credit to doing that. So again, you have the present, you have the past, and you have everything just jumbled 
like basically jumbled up like you know like all like going backwards and you have something going forwards and you know it's, it's basically like this whirlwind of like things going on and it's just like can't keep up you really can't so yeah my, my last point with teddy is that yeah he's more reliable than leonard just plain and simple um just everything i just said just added all that up and again why is this the greatest movie of of, of all time um i do i do really think that it tells two different stories with a simple plot and it with doing so it it totally makes my judgment about teddy and natalie well actually natalie kind of stays the same actually we i knew her to be manipulative uh leonard is also an antagonist right teddy's actually a good guy um you also have the fact that you know leonard you can't really trust you know, which I honestly, I should have knew that from the beginning. I really should have. Um, but it, it, And also, you just, and you feel like Leonard's a serial killer, if you watch it the other way. Uh, you realize that present day is a distraction. You know, that Sammy Jenkins thing is a whole, uh, just a whole mess. But still, like I said, the, main, the whole main point is that the fact that I had to talk an hour about this one thing. And that's uh, 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 not just one thing. Just a few things within the movie, but we're still talking about one movie, and that's Memento. And the fact that you, it, it's mostly it's mostly about the way in which they decided to tell the story. It's not even just narration. Narration is like um, I'm trying to think about uh, a, a, a story that was dominated by narration. You could definitely say Stranger in the Fiction, for example. You know, you have the the writer, uh, you know, like basically narrating the the life story of this of this one guy uh you also have shutter island you know that that's not okay that's actually a way better example you have someone that's psychologically insane and they've seen and they're seeing these things and then just you're you're making them uh, you're making us think that's the truth right it's actually not um but the way in which momento is talked about is not even about narration it's not how you tell a story it's the way in which you desire to present to us and that's going backwards so no movie's ever going to be like Momento. Uh, I do really think again, it they did this on purpose, and and, and this is the whole thing about why Momento is so special because the, so no movie's ever done this before, but they did it for a reason, and it's to cloud our understanding of the movie, how we remember one scene compared to the next, and to make us feel more like Leonard, right? That it's just so awesome so unbelievable so beautiful and i have to give him a whole bunch of credit for it like again leonard has short-term memory loss right it's it's a movie about memory if you really think about it and the fact that he was going uh, from nolan um c to d b to c a to b and having something um uh, like a distraction like sammy jenkins go in between those scenes um, in between one and two, between two and three, really made me and probably made other people like I just I just completely forgot about what I just watched. Exactly like Leonard, okay, where he completely forgets after you know a few minutes of just talking with someone, right? In the in the even if he's standing, forgets after a few minutes. So I really it made me feel. Like Leonard made made someone else feel like Leonard, and at least watching it originally, right? 
And, and also, again, by the fact that it's going backwards, right? His memory doesn't go chronologically. It just, it, you, you have a memory, it goes away. So he wanted to be like, 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 uh, like, what did you really see, right? And I definitely will say that if the, making it difficult for us to understand it makes me feel like, did we even understand it at all, the movie? whether we watched it or whether we did or like we didn't the way that the movies perceived by watching it normally is not the way it's perceived when you watch it the opposite way or even if you even if you did like I did both ways do you really understand the truth here so you kind of do feel like Leonard and just not understanding not remembering anything you know you're basically at uh, you're at basically the fir- the first point the first stage you know, you're back to square one, kind of like Leonard. And I do really have to give him a whole lot of props for doing that. And Nolan's just brilliant, man. You you really have to give him a lot of credit for all the movies he did. Um, and Momento, unfortunately, is not as respected as those other movies like Inception, um, uh, Interstellar, you know, or uh, The Prestige. So, like I said, and, and, and also, I guess another beautiful thing about Momento. So, The Prestige was from a book. Or at least maybe I th- I think it was maybe um, was uh, a play a, maybe a playwright or something along those lines. It wasn't original. Um, and Dark the Dark Knight trilogy also wasn't um, like original. Interstellar I think it was, but Memento was. Memento was originally created by him and slash or his brother. It was just it, it, the it, someone did, made thought about all this in their mind. Like think about that. It is truly original at heart and i also respect that it wasn't from a book it wasn't inspired by true events right it wasn't a play you know it, it wasn't a tv show it, it wasn't from a song no it was truly it had to enter someone's mind and you put it put it you actually executed it put it out there and it's the proper medium to do so I think Star Wars was also very original, which again, I don't know how you pause and, and think about Harry Potter, right? You put that all that down in a book, you know, how you possibly think of that. Um, but again, we're talking about movies here. So yeah, again, think, think about it. You have something in your mind. You think about, okay, think about it if it went backwards, you know? And again, just the creativity, being so original, being so out there. And I, and, and I love the challenge, right? I do love puzzles. I know that's not the way people like to see movies. They like to relax, they like to, uh, they like to, you know, just to just be spoon fed the information, you know, whatever the case may be. But if it's first of all, I love mystery. But if it's if it's uh, a mystery in which I can I think I can solve, okay, great. But also you have a mystery where we're trying to figure out the real John G. The real John G is actually dead. He, all he all you know all you know is something that's really generic. You know, all the piece of information, and you're dealing with someone who has a memory loss, and you're dealing with someone who um who you can't rely on leonard and you're and you have to trust someone who you don't even trust because the movie picks him as a bad guy and that's teddy so it's it's just it's it's so great in so many different ways and i mean other than that there's probably many different more ways i can explain how great it is basically just there's no movie like it it stands out uh everything that it does it, it does so with a reason a purpose and and it has meaning in which I love. Uh, just it fits me in so many different ways, and hopefully it does for you too. But either way, that's it. That's the episode. I hope you guys uh, 
just you just got a kick out of it, you know. Like again, I'm just trying to put this out there. I I, I really do uh, love this movie. I do really think it is the greatest of all time. I treat my list very seriously. If you guys haven't heard that episode, go check it out. And uh, like and hopefully, if you haven't seen this movie, I definitely would definitely check it out. Uh, I definitely you know love 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 this uh, this movie to a fault. And you know, I hope you guys will too at least at least understand where I'm coming from even if you don't agree with me so yeah again like I said thank you for everyone for listening hope everything's doing well other than that I will see you on the other side with the next episode it should be a great one hopefully it's going to be a, a great time all the time and uh, everybody have a great day follow us on Instagram Facebook and Twitter at high voltage with double A 